Welcome to the PSI Monthly Podcast. My name is Kat and I will be your host. And on behalf of PSI Seminars, welcome to the podcast. PSI has been offering personal growth seminars around the world for over 45 years. And each month on these trainings, we explore tools and techniques from the PSI Basic Course as a free resource for you in your ongoing personal growth and self-improvement. For those of you who are new to PSI Seminars and would like to find out more about our basic course, you can go to psibasicseminar.com. Tonight, we are talking about navigating conflict. First off, we have PSI Area Director Teresa Corbett. She has been working with PSI seminars for nearly 30 years. Teresa trains trainers for the 90-day goal achieving program, is currently the Las Vegas area director and oversees both Orange County and Toronto. She's a powerful and amazing woman who I am honored to call my friend. Teresa, are you with us? Yes, thank you very much for inviting me this evening, Kat. Oh, we're very excited to have you here. This is seems like such a perfect topic for everything that's been going on, certainly here in the U.S. and around the world. And so here we are talking about navigating conflict. Yes, and I'm ready. So what I would like for you to do this evening is as I go through the concepts tonight, I request that you take a look at how you're currently dealing with conflict and how you can practice doing something different in your communication. Because believe it or not, it might just be a small tweak that makes all the difference in creating long lasting relationships. So in the basic seminar, we operate from three concepts. The first one is I am responsible. What does that mean? I am responsible. I have the ability to respond. I'm also responsible for my experience and my results. If you're not getting what you want, who is responsible for changing the result? You are, of course. The second concept is I am capable. Everyone is capable of creating their own results. You have the ability to create something from nothing. And the third concept is I am contributing. Have you ever wondered if you make a difference? Everyone has something to contribute. So my question for you this evening is, what are you contributing? So let's see how these concepts apply to navigating conflict. In navigating conflict, you have the ability to respond and you get to choose how you are responding. You are capable of navigating conflict and what you have to say matters. What are you contributing to resolving the conflict at hand? In any conversation, 
you choose your words and actions. How can we move forward together? In other words, are you committed to your point of view being the only point of view? Or are you committed to listening to understand the other person's point of view? So, Teresa, I know in the basic seminar, uh, the concept that we work with called the three ways to listen is really powerful uh, for all relationships. So how does that specifically apply to navigating conflict? Well, let's take a look at how do you listen? Do you listen to the whole conversation with an open mind and heart? Or do you stop listening when someone says something that you don't agree with? Because remember, we all want to be heard and understood. What would it be like if you had a tool that allowed you to put aside your judgment of another person or their idea? You might surprise yourself that there are things you actually agree with or at least can understand how they could think that way. So I am referring to the tool that Kat referred to that we teach in the basic seminar as the three ways of listening. And believe it or not, two of them do not work. So the first way of listening is I agree which means you already know and you are right when you are agreeing with someone. The second way of listening is I disagree, which basically means the same thing. I already know and I'm right. Now there is a third way of listening when navigating conflict, and this is an effective way of listening. If you want to listen and hear what someone else has to say. Point number one in the three ways of listening. The third way, be here now. Meaning you are listening in the moment not thinking about what you're going to say when it's your turn to speak. You're actually being in the moment with the other person. Point number two, be open. Do you stop listening when you agree or disagree because you already know? Or do you have your listening ears on the whole time? Do you allow yourself to be open to actually hear what is being said? Point number three, allow your reaction. Notice your feelings and what you're experiencing, especially if you're reacting to what's being said. Point number four is ask why. Ask yourself, why am I reacting to this communication? 
because that is all that it is, someone expressing themselves. Point number five is you have an opportunity to make discoveries. Take a look at what you're discovering while you're listening to the other person. Are you accepting the communicator's idea or are you rejecting the idea? Now, keep in mind, this way of listening is a discipline and it does take practice. So this is not something that you're gonna do one time and then have it mastered. Yet, if you practice with it, it will work. So when you are navigating conflict, I suggest that you operate from the third way of listening. In order to listen this way, you have to give up some things. And one of the things you have to give up is, I already know and I'm right. Would you agree when you already know nothing new can come in? So basically you become an ineffective communicator. I would like for you to think about what is the message you are currently communicating to others when you're navigating conflict. I am right, you are wrong. By using the third way of listening, you are communicating that I am listening with an open heart and mind. If you're listening in the third way, I believe that you can find common ground, even if the common ground is, I agree to disagree with the other person, and we can still move forward because I respect who you are and I respect your opinions. We don't always have to agree, believe it or not. And I personally think it would be very boring if we all agreed with everything someone else said to us because their thoughts do not have to become your thoughts to move forward in a relationship. And when you start practicing this third way of listening, you will notice your feelings when you're listening in the third way. You have the opportunity to listen, to actually seek mutual understanding, and you also have a huge opportunity to practice unconditional love and acceptance of another person. Isn't that how you want to be listened to? I think everyone appreciates being listened to. And this is sounds like such a simple concept, yet it actually can be, you know, difficult. It's like you said, it takes discipline to really be present and open with somebody and, and let go of that need to be right. And, you know, I have seen so many relationships transformed 
just from this one concept alone from the basic. It, it really is that powerful that uh, simply listening, and I say simply, but it's really a big deal. And, you know, another big concept from the basic uh, that, we that we talk about is win-win. So I'm wondering in terms of win-win and how that applies to navigate, navigating conflict, if you could speak to that. Oh, I'd be happy to. I'd be happy to. And just like you said, Kat, it is definitely a practice because when we say simply listen, think about all of the adjustments you have to make to listen with an open heart and a mind. So can we create a win-win scenario while experiencing conflict? So first of all, let's talk about what is win-win. It is where you win in life and I also win. Another way of saying win-win is achieving a result that is good for everyone involved. Together we can create a bigger, better life for all of us. I win and you win. Versus, I don't know about you, however, what happens sometimes is I feel like I lost and you won. Or sometimes I get so positioned and I want to be right about the fact that I'm right, that I will win at any cost, including losing the relationship. When we are in conflict with each other, are we seeking a way for both of us to win? Are we seeking a way for just me to win? Win-win is a mindset, a thought process. How do I win and how can we both win even though we might not agree? It really is okay to agree to disagree and still move forward. What would be different in your life if you implemented this thought process of agreeing to disagree and still be able to move forward in your relationships, whether it is business relationships or personal relationships? Have you thought about that? Now let's move on to competition versus cooperation. We live in a world where we have the opportunity to have different viewpoints and ways to achieve our dreams and goals. How I might go about getting my goal could be different from how you think I should or could achieve my goal. What would be different in your life if you supported someone with their goal or dream and you let go of your judgment about their goal or dream. You have the mindset of, my only concern is to support you to win. I have no concern about how you go about your goals and dreams. And I offer unconditional support and solutions to you getting your goal or dream. 
my role really and truly is not to solve it for you, to rescue you. It is simply to listen and respond with support and solutions. Just imagine what could be created if we all work together. Cooperation. I believe we would resolve conflicts a lot quicker and we would have more joy, happiness, and abundance in our lives. When we are in competition with each other, always wanting and waiting to one-up someone, no one wins, and the relationship does not thrive and grow. When we are reacting to what is being said versus responding to what is being said, no one wins in that case either. Now, here's what I want everyone on this call to be clear about. Are there times when it is appropriate not to engage? Yes. When the other person is attempting to show you that their way is the only way and not open to hearing another viewpoint. In navigating conflict, remember the goal is to move the relationship forward. It's not about who is right and who is wrong. Unfortunately, this might be a time to choose to take care of yourself and simply walk away from this. This is about being capable of choosing whether or not you want to engage. You might actually be being responsible by not engaging because they do not recognize that you have anything to contribute. Now keep in mind, this is another practice because for some of us, it's very difficult to walk away and it's also sometimes very difficult to take care of ourselves first. So this is a practice. And remember that we all come from different backgrounds and we all have different limiting beliefs about ourselves and other people. So imagine if you grew up not trusting other people and then someone wants to support you. Or if, every, or if everything in your life has been a competition that you felt you had to one-up someone else to get ahead. This is where the power of forgiveness and kindness comes into play. You can have some empathy for others as you do not know what their thinking process is. Makes sense? Absolutely. So uh, tell me, Teresa, is there any times when conflict is actually a good thing? Absolutely, Kat. That is a great, great question. I say that you can actually be thankful for conflict. Because when you're thankful for conflict, you get to see all the good that comes out of conflict. Maybe you can acknowledge all the wonderful, powerful people 
that you have around you. Maybe you'll recognize that you're not alone, that you have a huge support system. Maybe you'll take a look at if I'm engaging with others, I'm learning, I'm growing. And I also get to practice respecting those that have different ideas than me. I get to practice being patient. And I also really and truly get to expand my awareness and my vision of the world. Without conflict, I would miss all these opportunities. So I would recommend that you be grateful for conflict. Ask yourself, what opportunities are you missing out on by avoiding conflict? I would suggest that you get to be right about your expectations. You get to stay comfortable and you miss opportunities for growth in yourself and others. And you miss out on understanding. Understanding more about other people and understanding more about you and your life. Now, there's another part of this that I want to discuss this evening, which is managing your expectations. Have you ever noticed that sometimes our expectations and what is actually occurring is in conflict? Think about it. Have you ever thought your husband, wife, significant other should be doing this or that versus what they're actually doing? How about for those of you that are parents, what about your children? Take another look in your professional life. You think your boss, your coworker should be doing or behaving a certain way. What I would ask for you to do is to remember that you're not walking in their shoes. You do not know what they're experiencing every moment of the day or what might be weighing on their mind. I would suggest you consider practicing forgiveness and kindness. First, by forgiving yourself for all the expectations you have on yourself and for all the expectations you have on other people. Are you guilty of making assumptions about what someone else needs or wants that sometimes leads to conflict? Take a look at your personal expectations. How have you communicated your expectations? Or do you just expect people to read your mind? What have you made up about the way it should be that other people in your life have no idea about because you've never communicated it? 
How about when you think someone has broken agreements with you that you believe they should know is an agreement? Are you expressing your thoughts to them before they break the agreement? Do they even know an agreement has been made? Or did you just make an assumption? What assumptions are you making in your life that is causing you conflict? Are your thoughts, feelings, and actions always in alignment? Of course not. Do you think it's possible that the other person's thoughts, feelings, and actions are not always in alignment, not always perfect? Now I'd like for you to ask yourself, what aspects of your life would improve if you stopped making assumptions and started asking questions? So here are some questions to ask yourself and others. What are you hoping to accomplish this year? What is going well in your life? What does success look like to you? And how can I support you? In navigating conflict, I would suggest that you consider having some ground rules or agreements to make the conversation more effective. So here are some ground rules and agreements that I practice with. First, I have to begin with the end in mind of what I want to accomplish. Then I have to always remember to treat other people with respect. I have the opportunity to practice listening in the third way to even understand what someone is attempting to communicate. Another rule that I work with is be clear about what you want to see changed and allow them to share their vision. It's not always about you, just like it's not always about them. This is a give and a take. Be clear and truthful about what is really bothering you. Sometimes we don't actually tell the truth around what's bothering us. We skirt around it and give them the space to tell you what's bothering them. And then the key to the whole rules and agreements working is you being willing to compromise. In every relationship, there will be conflict at times. It just is a fact. How you handle navigating conflict is the secret to long-lasting relationships. Be the best version of yourself during times of conflict. Really, 
be the best version of yourself during these times and see what happens. Those are some great rules to go by in terms of navigating conflict. I just imagine what a different place this world would be if we all use those tools when we're talking with each other and uh, disagreeing on things. Uh, That would really transform, wouldn't it? It sure would. It would be very, very exciting to see what happens in your life and how you set the leadership pace for others to do it in other areas of their life. So you're actually being a leader when you practice with these tools and techniques. Oh, for sure. And we do have a number of questions that listeners have submitted. And before we go into questions, I just want to take a moment for everyone listening in who has not yet done our classes If you want more tools to support you in living your best life, the basic course has extremely effective techniques that you can put into practice right away to achieve goals beyond what you previously thought possible. And for those results that you really want to create in your life, at the PSI Basic Seminar, you get to uncover your limiting beliefs and discover what has been holding you back from living the life of your dreams, whatever that is for you. Uh, the Basic is an experiential class where you will be immersed in powerful exercises and get to explore who you are, what you really want, and how to get where you want to go. If there's anything you want more, better, or different for yourself and your life, then go to PSIBasicSeminar.com and get registered for the next PSI Basic. We hold classes in cities uh, across the country, in the U.S., Canada, Hawaii, etc. And we also offer classes online now. There's one coming up this month on November 20th. So find a location and date that works for you. Again, that's PSIBasicSeminar.com. So, Teresa, for our questions, let's start off with SL, who wants to know how to cultivate the patience to listen when someone you know and disagree with is pushing your buttons. I would say that the first thing is, is that if your buttons are being pushed, you have a tendency to react versus respond. So what I would challenge you to do is to really listen and then respond by asking questions, seeking to understand their point of view versus you being right about what it is that you're right about and them being right about what they want to communicate to you. So you're looking to understand And I think that that would create a different type of dialogue, Kat. Definitely. Uh, So next from Jeff B., what is the best way to de-escalate or diffuse a potentially toxic person or conversation? Well, notice your judgment going into the conversation. Because you've already made a decision that it's going to be a toxic conversation versus what if you are actually 
able to hear the person out and took it as their practicing perfect self-expression because you do not have to take on their thoughts or their beliefs because you have choice. Yet approaching it like it's a toxic situation, you've already placed judgment on the conversation versus be here now from the three ways of listening. That's what I would say to that, Kat. Great. Next from SC. Wants to know how to let go of the hurt and anger after your partner has done something thoughtless, mean, or selfish, etc. The power of forgiveness. Give as if before. So you have to make a decision about are you willing to forgive and are you willing to reset the structure, the ground rules around what I would call fair fighting. Because if someone says something that is hurtful to you, you have to set some boundaries. Yet they may not, on the other hand, realize how hurtful it was to you. So you have to speak up. Make sense? Uh, definitely. Next from RD, what is the best way to deal with an issue with a person who is passive aggressive and often doesn't come out and say what the problem is? I would say that if you're coming from seeking to understand, that you simply state, I do not understand what it is that we're in conflict about. And you have to ask the question multiple different ways before it gets clarified. And if you really come from, I am not understanding the communication versus you are not communicating clearly. It can change the whole outcome because when I am up against it and you're up against it and we're rubbing each other the wrong way. Someone has to be the bigger leader. Take a deep breath. Pause. And decide what you're committed to. Are you committed to escalating this or are you committed to really and truly get to the bottom of what's going on by asking questions, which are questions that support the conversation with you seeking to understand. Because sometimes we can ask questions that involve throwaway comments. And really, if you're seeking to understand you're asking questions with an open heart and an open mind. That's what I have to say about that. That's great, Teresa. And you know, uh, these concepts that we're talking about truly are uh, leadership. Like being able to put aside your, uh, you know, rampant emotions that come up to 
get present and to respond versus react and to be courageous in asking vulnerable questions. I mean, that takes a lot of strength and mental courage and fortitude as a human being. I mean, it sounds so simple to a lot of these things like we know intellectually and in practice, it definitely takes discipline. Absolutely. And the truth is, Kat, is that it's also about taking huge risk in your life. Because you could stay nice and safe and comfortable and go along with everything and that someone else is saying, or you could actually step up, be courageous, ask questions, really and truly seek to understand. It's, it's about being a risk taker and a leader. Yeah. And not everybody is willing to step into that. And that I believe is the, the source of a lot of conflict that happens in relationships. Absolutely. And the fear of being rejected. Mm -hmm. As much as you and I might be in conflict, the last thing we want is to be rejected. And no one has the power to reject you. You're the only one that can reject you. However, we make it about other people all the time Mm -hmm. because you are enough. You have to believe that you are enough that you matter, that you're capable of handling any kind of conflict that comes your way. For sure. Next from MC, how can I learn to forgive? Practice, practice, practice is the the way that I believe we become better at forgiveness, better at being courageous. Any other area in our life that we want to improve comes from practice, practice, practice. And you have to have a real compelling why to practice. Like, I really want this relationship to work. So I'm willing to practice forgiveness. And that's going to be up to you to decide what is the end result that you have in mind. And is it strong enough and compelling enough for you to want to continue to practice, especially forgiveness? Because again, you're taking leadership when you're practicing forgiveness. And uh, MC also, we have at least a couple different podcast episodes about forgiveness specifically. So in addition to what we work with in the basic seminar and the other courses, uh, we we have uh, some resources in the podcast episodes. Next up from AH, what if our disagreements are based around fundamental belief systems, for example, racial issues and states here, immigration, religion, etc., etc.? I believe that that comes back to let's agree to disagree and still move forward. Like I can hear your point of view, I can understand your point of view. However, I don't have to take on your point of view. Yet, if there's lots of other areas 
in our lives that we agree upon and we enjoy being with each other, then we have to be willing to agree to disagree and still move forward. Like you can have your thoughts, your opinions, your beliefs. I can have my thoughts, opinions, and beliefs. We don't invalidate each other. We hear them out and we agree to disagree. Next from JL wants to know how to learn to build mutual respect between a husband and wife. Wow. There's so many things around mutual respect. The first is, is do you have a framework around what respect means to you and what respect means to your partner? And then are you willing to establish boundaries that you don't cross by respecting their beliefs might not be your beliefs around respect. However, have a discussion. And I've also seen people have like code words that you're starting to cross the line, which means back up, take a breath, or we should continue this another time. So there is ways to actually intervene also with each other. I think it's really key in relationships when there are um, agreed on definitions, agreed on guidelines and rules for conversations and conflict and so on. And so, so often these are things we just don't talk about and make assumptions about like you were, you were mentioning, Teresa, there are so many amazing tools in the uh, basic seminar as well as the advanced classes that are really powerful for relationships. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because you see, we're put on this earth to be with other people. So whether it's a romantic relationship, a business relationship, we have so many opportunities to make a big difference with, with being with other people. Because in the basic seminar, one of the tools that we work with is one plus one equals three. So you and I working together can create a lot more than you and I working individually. So in the basic seminar, you get to wake up and see what's working and not working in your life so that you can be more effective. Because basically that's what the basic seminar is about is effectiveness training. And in our advanced classes, you get hands-on opportunities to experience, work through it and come out on the other side. Next up from ER, I would like to gain more understanding of the difference between protecting or standing up for oneself and being defensive. What are some tips for communicating with someone who is defensive? I think that one of the things you can do is address, I feel as if you're being defensive 
And the last thing that I want to do is to put you in a situation to where you feel like you have to defend yourself. So sometimes I say, erase, 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 let's start all over again. I'm obviously not hearing what it is that you want me to hear. So can you say it to me differently so that I can hear it differently? Because I really am committed to getting through this conflict. I really am committed to being open to what it is that you have to say, because I know that you matter and what you have to say matters. And I want you in my life and I would like to have less conflict. That's great, Teresa. From SZ, wants to know how to stay energized or get re-energized even though conflict is exhausting me. Well, conflict is exhausting you if you're letting it get the best of you versus what we talked about earlier, which is being thankful or grateful that you have conflict in your life. Because conflict in your life is is and can, it doesn't necessarily automatically do it, it can cause you to be bigger, better person as a result of working through conflict. It is a huge opportunity. And if you're embracing navigating through conflict versus rejecting it or pushing it away, you'll be energized because of what's available on the other side when you see that you're capable of navigating it and you have the ability to choose how you respond. It's very empowering. I would say that you'll get energized just from being grateful that you have conflict. You know, that sounds so counterintuitive, you know, to be grateful for conflict. The thing is, it's only, you know, it's the, the breakthrough comes after the breakdown, right? It's only when things fall apart that we can look at it and evolve and create something new. And if I think of the happiest, most successful, longest lasting relationships of the people that I know, it is the ones who have uh, gone through trials and tribulations together and come out stronger on the other side. Absolutely. The ones that have challenged you and you have challenged them. Absolutely. Breakdown before breakthrough means that when we have a breakdown, we have an opportunity to have a breakthrough. And when you have a breakthrough, then you've moved to a brand new place that you've never been before. It can actually be a benchmark for growth. And that's a much greater level of intimacy, too, whether it's just a personal professional relationships or a romantic or family relationship. It's it is a deeper level of intimacy to be able to be vulnerable and ask questions and be present and really listen, because so often we just don't do that with each other. And that can be scary and it is so worth it. And it's very, very, very rewarding to be able to say Remember the time when you and I were duking it out over this simple thing and look how far we've come and now we can laugh about it and that just shows that we're, we have mutual 
understanding and respect for each other to be willing to get past it because we're more committed to something bigger, which is a long lasting relationship, whether that's in business or personal, like you said. Next from SA, how do you manage the situation when the other party isn't interested in hearing you and or providing anything constructive and only wants to complain? My first answer to that is, what are you getting out of that relationship? Because you're getting something or you wouldn't still be in it. So you have to take a look at what is it about this relationship that I want to hold on to? And then when you start to unravel, what is it about this relationship that I put up with all of this bitching, moaning, whining, and complaining? Will you be able to make a decision about, is this the relationship for you? Because sometimes our relationships evolve over time. I think there's some sayings about, you know, you were in my life for a reason or a season, something like that. So just because someone is in your life right now doesn't mean that they're going to stay in your life, especially if you're growing and moving. However, can you reach out a hand and ask them to come along in the journey with you? Absolutely. You know, another thing uh, it's made me think of that I implemented recently in one of my relationships, you can have a no complaining zone, like the house is a no complaining zone, or this workspace is a no complaining zone, or a zone of this is only where we're going to be positive, you know, and you can have other zones where you can bitch and complain, but it's you do set up zones where there's no complaining. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. And you can also set up a, okay, let's hear it. You got five minutes to bitch, moan, whine, and complain. And after five minutes, we're turning it into what's the positive of this? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's a great idea. Having a space that's a no complaining zone. And then the flip side is, okay, I love you. I care about you. So you got five minutes to bitch, moan, whine, and complain. Let's hear it. And when the five minutes is up, let's agree we're moving forward. I like that. I like the time time limit. So we've got a few questions about letting go of the past. So MY wants to know how to forget traumatic incidents that's happened to you in the past. And SG says how to let go and stop worrying about the past. Is there anything you can speak to uh, these questions? Well, if you've had a traumatic thing happen in your life, the first thing is, is are you accepting this is what happened? And then you have to decide is what happened, which is very real and sometimes very traumatic, worth giving up your future because sometimes we spend a lot of time living in the past versus let's acknowledge this is a fact that this is what happened. However, I am no longer going to allow it to control my present or my future. 
makes sense. Absolutely. And, and, you know, there's definitely tools in our classes around that. And we have a number of people uh, listening in who have not yet attended our classes. I was wondering if you could just take a couple of minutes to share about our series of classes and the experiential nature of our coursework that makes them so effective. Well, let me start with the basic seminar. The basic seminar is an opportunity for you to explore, question, and discover what is working and is and what is not working in your life so that you can immediately start to expand and be more successful personally and professionally. Our classes are set up to where you're presented with a tool or a technique and then you work with that tool or technique like you would in real life. You'll work with another person, you might work with a small team of people, you might work with the whole class because the idea is in our classes and what makes them so effective is that you come into our classes with an empty toolbox. And then not only do you get to add tools to your toolbox, you get to actually work with the tools. Get them a little dirty, a little rusty, a little chipped, like have some wear and tear with using those tools versus you came into a class, you got a whole bunch of tools because you listened to an instructor from the front of the room and you walk out with a bright, shiny toolbox full of tools. What's different about our classes is that you're going to actually use the tools, practice with them in the classroom setting so that you can immediately go out into your life and start using the tools. Great. It all starts with the PSI Basic Seminar. And you can find out more at PSIBasicSeminar.com where you'll find uh, information about the classes and all what uh, locations are available. For our in-person classes, there, you know, all the safety measures are in place. And if you prefer to do an online class, we have that available as well. So, Teresa, what are your takeaways for everyone listening in tonight? I would say be a bridge builder. Really and truly work with building a strong foundation in your relationships by practicing with these tools because it's not going to happen overnight. It might take a dozen practices. It might take you failing, getting up, dusting yourself off and going again. The idea is, is so that when the storm comes, because eventually a storm is going to come, that you can weather the storm and be bigger, better person, bigger, better results on the other side of the storm. Thank you, Kat. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Teresa, for sharing your wisdom and experience with us. This was such a timely topic. Thank you, and I appreciate the opportunity to share my thoughts. 
And thank you to everyone listening in. We hope that you enjoyed the training and have some new tools to move you forward in the pursuit of your dreams and goals. You definitely don't want to miss next month's training. It's scheduled for Tuesday, December 8th with PSI Director of Training Kathy Quinlan Perez talking about your vision for the future. You can register now at psilive.com and remember to ask your questions when you register. Again, that's psilive.com. If you are getting value from our podcast, don't forget to rate us and leave a review on iTunes. You share it with anyone you think would benefit, and when you subscribe, you will immediately get each new episode as it becomes available. Again, for those of you who are new to PSI seminars and would like to find out more about the PSI Basic course, you can go to psibasicseminar.com where you'll find information about the class as well as the upcoming dates and locations that are open for registration. Thank you everyone for being on the training. We appreciate you taking the time out to listen in. Have a great night.